Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Think Tank podcast. My name's Maria Van Vuglis from The Conscious CEO. I chat with various experts who are making an impact in the universe on topics such as business systems, personal branding, pitching, lead generation, revenue and profit, mindset, public speaking, and even team culture in the world of business. So welcome to this episode. Hi everyone and welcome to today's podcast of The Conscious CEO. My name is Maria Van Vuklis and today we'll be talking about how to unlock your leadership code uh, in being able to set yourself up for success. Now you already know um, what your code is, right? However, you may have forgotten it. And I want you to remember a time where you felt so successful in business, in life, in work, in health, and um, and remember that time and remember that you actually nailed it. And it actually took you by surprise as to how well you did it. And I want you to remember what that felt like. Really feel what that felt like and what were the conversations that you were having with yourself um, at that time when you actually um, executed something really successfully that blew you away. So the combination of pictures, feelings, and sounds is your own unique code to success. I'm gonna repeat that. So the combination of your pictures, your feelings, and sounds is your own unique code to success. And, you know, I just wanna share a bit about myself. You know, I, um, I moved from having a business in as a naturopath to going and having a, a big training business company that helps people. Uh, I train people in NLP and I also do business coaching. And um, what happened in between that time was my strategy for success in owning um, you know, a clinical practice as a naturopath was very different to the way I run my business now. And it slowly evolved because I got in contact with, with uh, sorry, I got in, um, yeah, in contact with my own self um, in really understanding what it took to unlock that secret code to success. Um, but the thing is, is that I had all these limiting beliefs, values, and um, redundant strategies that I was running that were preventing me from actually creating the success. So my success code was originally there. And once I did the work and really connecting and unlocking um, all um, the redundant and unlimiting patterns and beliefs, I was able to really bring to the surface of what my success code is by taking away all those other layers and then executing on different mindset, on a different strategy. So have you ever thought about how you think? And when you do so, what is the process of your thinking? Because in your, in your code, your success code, you're actually running what you're thinking. It's all about the thinking and the thinkies, thinking is in the thinking. It's pretty interesting. And all you have to do is become really conscious of your thinking as to the quality of your, um, of your thoughts and the questions that you ask yourself every single day. So let me ask you, let me, um, let me ask you this. Where do you want to be in 12 months? Where do you want to be in five years? Where do you want to be in 10 years time? Where will you be? And who will you be with? And what will you be doing? Now, you know, it's, 
if you came to an answer where you were super lucid clear, crystal clear in knowing exactly what that, that vision is, where you would be, and you had that certainty and that conviction that you knew exactly where you'd be, the thing is, is that you know, 99% of people are actually still trying to figure this out. They're still not clear in where they will be in 12, year, uh, 12 months, 5 years, 10 years time. They're still trying to figure it out. And as a generalization, most people are pretty vague. Um, they just go through life um, or they may actually be li living someone else's dream. And this is so common in you know today's society. I've seen this so much. And it, you know, you have to become really conscious to understand, to know how to break away from living someone else's dream. I'll get into this a bit later. So the difference between winning and losing in life is actually anticipating results. Because you're, when you're laser focused on what you want and where you're heading, you're actually um, anticipating what those results will be rather than coming from a reactive place as to what life presents to you in situations that you may come across. So did you know that Muhammad Ali reacted to every move, um, sorry, he anticipated every move that his opponent was actually going to come at with him because he had worked so much in um, understanding all the patterns and the behaviors, how the other person would act. So he would study his opponent before he'd actually get in the ring. Um, he would study how they would move, how they would respond if they were reactive, if they were um, on the offense or the defense. Um, and he did this before he actually stepped into the ring to be able to really anticipate what that other opponent's moves will be. And that's what set him apart in becoming a champion. You know, he always went into the ring with a game plan. He was focused and he believed that it was already done. It was already done. He was already the champion before he even stepped into the ring. That's how we need to see life in terms of where we are and where we want to be. And you know, and the same goes with business. Um, you have to have a clear plan and a conscious um, and a conscious way of thinking um, in order to allow you to be a confident leader that uh, leads with clarity and thought. And you might find um, people in business who, you know, constantly. Uh, lose uh, uh, disagreements, they tend to um, you know, lose negotiations, um, they get setbacks on deals, they crack under pressure, and they're constantly re reacting to whatever comes their way. And, and you might find these people um, might just, they might just go with a flow in their actual role. And you might find them another five, 10, uh, even 15 years still in that same role, still in that same company, still with those same, um, you know, thinking, just drifting to wherever, wherever they end up. They have no clear direction. And I've seen this in huge organizations where, you know, managers have been there for, you know, 7, 10, 12 years and they're just going with emotions. They don't have real clarity because I always ask them, what's your vision? What's your why? Why are you here? And what, what's your bigger purpose? And they just dumbfounded because they have no, they haven't really thought about these things on a deeper level. They're just going with the motions of the role, the job, and in, essentially just with life. So world-class leaders take control of their life. 
They take control of their life and that's not just in business but in all areas of life. And they do this with clarity, they do this with certainty, and they do this with complete conviction in knowing who they are and where they're wanting to be. So the quality of your life is like the software of your mind. And have, if you've ever had a phone, uh, most of us have smartphones, and when you bought your phone, it was running real smoothly, it was fast, efficient, and you know all the time it just... Um, there was no problems at all. And all of a sudden, over time, maybe a year or two years, however long, um, it starts to slow down. It starts to get a bit glitchy or even crash. And um, and we've all experienced this where, you know, the, the phone will just crash, it'll just switch off, and then it'll come up and say that it needs a software update uh, for it to run smoothly. And the reason why it does this, it reboots it, um, to be able to allow a new uh, process for things to move much more efficiently. And the same thing goes with your mind. You simply just need to update and reboot your thinking for today's world, for your world, uh, for your world and today's world of success. So if you're um, like an old baby boomer where you've come from a, a, a time where you know uh, it was the industrial age and during that time, uh, there was a different way of thinking and now we've moved you know, into um, the 21st century where we've got more of the information age in the last you know, uh, 20 years. Uh, so people from that time, if they haven't actually rebooted their mindset, their thinking, they're still stuck in that old way of thinking, that old software where things, things start to be, you know, it starts to be a bit glitchy, there's more obstacles, there's more problems. But if you are coming from a place where you are constantly updating your software, your mind, you will find that you will achieve the best results as a leader in business, but in every area of life. And it's simply that. And all you have to do is improve your mind to improve the quality of your life and to be happier and to be happier in a way that it means to you. So now let me put things into perspective, right? Now, Listen carefully. Uh, the quality of your life is based on the quality of your emotions. I'm going to repeat that. The quality of your life is based on your emotions. And if you're experiencing love, happiness, peace, joy, and pleasure, and all those great emotions, um, you would have had a wonderful life. Um, on the flip side, if you're a person who's feeling unhappy, depressed, stressed, feeling shame, rejection, lack of confidence, the quality of your experience is based on those emotions. So your, your quality of your life may not be as fulfilling, potentially. So the quality of your life comes down to the quality of your emotions and essentially your thought patterns. And what influences the quality of your thoughts and emotions is one, the quality of your relationships, the quality of your beliefs, and the quality of the questions that you ask yourself, that you ask yourself, really important. So if you could simply update your own software to think like top leaders and CEOs in this world, um, in this world day and age, the quality of your business, the quality of your life, um, even your health will improve dramatically and you will notice that that will cause a ripple effect in every other area of life, even in relationships. So um, to master your reality, you have to master the inner game. 
and it all starts with you. There's no one else that can actually create this or change this. It all starts with you. So be prepared for change. And if you want to see the changes in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your health, so then what, what you have to do right now is condition your inner mind. And there's many ways that you can do that. And um, the best way to do that, to, to um, accelerate that, to uh, achieve results now, is to shift your identity. And I spoke about shifting your identity previously in, a, um, in one of the last episodes in the podcast. And, um, and you need to shift your identity to a thinking of winning. Uh, in order to win, essentially, you know, in business, in life, in relationships, in money, whatever it might be. So winners have confidence. They are confident and they already see things as done. They already see things as done and they always expect to win. So you'd want to have those sort of qualities in your identity to be able to attract and build upon those in taking um, action and making decisions based on those thought processes. So the key for people that are struggling, um, this is due to a lack of self-confidence and lack of self-confidence comes all back down to self-belief and self-worth. Now, have you ever seen a business owner who had no idea what they're doing, but they approached everything with extreme confidence? Um, Grant Cardone is a really great example for that. Um, I've listened to a lot of his, um, his podcasts and his um uh, his learnings and what he was saying is that he took jobs on that he had no idea how to you know execute on you know the particular project that he was taking on but he was taking it on and he would he always said that he would take it on and figure it out later and that is the mindset of winners where they're not afraid to take on something that they don't know the how but they know that they will figure it out um, through a, in a later point so we all hear this thing called positive thinking. Positive thinking, you know, it's, I believe it's this big delusion where, you know, if you just think positive, then that's the answer to having a happy life. But it's actually much more on a deeper level. You actually have to utilize tactical strategies in order to divert off, um, you know, um, to utilize, sorry, to utilize positive thinking. If you're thinking positive and you're um, still behaving, your default behaviors are in a way that are, you know, sabotaging or um, creating some sort of unhappiness, yes, it will shift you, but essentially there's no congruency between the mind and also what you're doing. Um, so you will always find that you'll come to a standstill even though you, you think positive. So there has to be congruency with what's going on in your mind and what your actions are. So um, you have to steer a boat uh, that goes straight. Um, so the person that's actually steering the boat needs to be able to be in charge of the boat. Whereas, you know, um, you can't pretend that it's a sunny day if it's actually in the middle of a storm, if the person that's driving the boat, you actually have to get real with yourself and be realistic. If things are not great and you're trying to think positive, fix what's not great in order to create a holistic, um, positive, um, you know, approach both internal and internal. So take action. So there's no point in thinking about thinking if you're, if you just simply have, um, 
an expectation that the results will occur. I have seen so many times where, you know, I've been a culprit of this where I've done all the inner work, but I'm not taking enough action and I'm wondering why I'm actually not getting the results that I need to get. And this is the reason why is because, you know, 90% of what we do, what we think uh, has to do with our thought processes and 10% is actually, um, you know, the action and the, the behavior that we actually do. So you can't just think think about thinking you actually have to take action on what you need to what you need to do taking action is where the juice is and nobody makes it successful um, until they put the hours in to win and there's no business or sorry entrepreneur business owner successful business owner out there that hasn't put the hours in you've got to put the action in and the concept of working harder not uh, smarter not harder is right to a point, but um, to a to a point where you can't just, you know, um, make less time. Uh, sorry, make uh, less time so you don't have to work as hard. I think you need a bit of both. You need to be able to work harder and smarter, but also smarter and harder, if that makes sense. So. Essentially, you just have to put do both. You've got to put your, your foot on the on the gas and go 10 steps ahead in order to be able to, you know, if someone else is only just working smarter and harder and they're not doing both, they're actually 10 steps behind. So you've got to make sure that you've got uh, got both uh, in when taking action. So let's talk about change. So change is only a measure of how we act and how we feel. And you have to believe that it's possible for you to, to be who you want to be. So there has to be self-belief. And, uh, and the life that you have right now is simply what you believe that you deserve to have, right? Which is might be a bit of a shock to you, but it's the actual reality of it. So the one thing that prevents you from going ahead in success in your own is your own limitations, and the way you think about how um, how much you're worth and what you deserve. So that determines the quality of your life, and the patterns of your belief are the thinking um, uh, are the thinking which results. Um, to what you have right now. So if you want to win in your business, you have to be confident in yourself. You have to be confident in your beliefs, your thoughts. Uh, um, and also you want to be able to have that self-belief to have great relationships. And to do this, we always follow up with action, 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 action. What you've got to believe is you've got to believe that it's possible. It's possible for you to achieve whatever it is that you're wanting to achieve. So having, having, um, so thinking about, um, so yeah, so thinking about a time where you were really successful, right? And I want you to think about that time that you were really successful. What did it feel like? What did it sound like? Um, who was there? What taste did you have in your mouth? Um, what were you saying to yourself? And think about that. Were you in a place where you were f in a place where you were uh, coming from complete certainty, self-belief and self-confidence? Or were you holding back because you were worried about certain things or you had certain fears or shame or judgment, whatever it might be? Because as soon as we drop into a place where um, we take on these, you know, fears and limitations, 
it causes us to go into this thing called learnt helplessness, right? Learnt helplessness. And this is where people can um, take control of their life uh, and not you. Other people take control of your life and has a negative uh, result on your beliefs. So you are uh, seeking external validation in order for them to control your happiness. So no one controls your life. No one controls your thoughts, your feelings, or even the results that you might have in any situation in life. And this is what we call victim thinking. You want to move away from out of victim thinking because this is where you are kept thinking small and you do not win. You don't win with victim thinking. So life happens for you, not to you. In every situation that you come into your life is a mirror of you overcoming diversity, uh, sorry, adversity. Um, and it isn't fluff. It's actually a real fact. Everything that happens in our life is a reflection of what needs, to, uh, what is not resolved within us. So choose a life that you that moves forward, that motivates you uh, in a way that brings you happiness uh, and also brings you growth and expansion and results. That that's what you want, and that's what successful people look for. That's what successful people have in their success code. So. You're designed to stay safe, right? And if you want to grow, you have to find a way to get um, to get off course. So the a majority of people in today's society will follow one way, and that's the way of you know going to school, going to uni, getting a nine to five job, working most of your life, retiring for you know, then having a few years to enjoy life and die. That's what most people do. So you as a leader, as in your success code, is to get off course and then find your way back onto a path that actually creates the results and the success for you. That's part of your journey. You may deviate sometimes. Uh, you may um, you know, stop for a period of time, but that's okay. As long as you're constantly moving, growing and expanding and you're creating results, so progression, that's what you need to learn. That's what you utilize to move forward. So imagine a life being certain and predictable. So if we have this, wouldn't it be really boring to um, know what's coming, to, um, to know that it's the same routine every day and there's people that live this already? So have you... So have, try and think about this as a test, right? So if you wake up every morning and you do the same thing every day, and you see the same people every day, you eat the same thing every day, and you have the same conversations every day, how fulfilling would that be? Wouldn't be very fulfilling at all. So being consciously aware in terms of where you are uh, sitting back in your comfort zone and not allowing yourself to expand and grow um, will... Um, bring to your awareness where you actually need to be able to shift things within your own self and your identity to move out of that, to go onto your own course, to pave your own, pave your own life. So the quality of your life is um, in direct proportion to the amount of uncertainty you can handle at one time. So that's um, pretty, pretty scary for some. Having, knowing that you know, uncertain, living in uncertainty is not something where most people are actually comfortable. But however, in saying that, every successful entrepreneur and business leader 
thrives on uncertainty. They find certainty in uncertainty because in order to move forward and create um, you know, vision and make an impact, we need to be able to move through uncertainty in um, a way that we, um, we love it, we embody it, you enjoy it. So um, certainty and predictability are completely boring. We don't want those in our lives. If you are wanting to be a successful leader, you know, a CEO or a business leader, and I want you to think about a time you had experienced something spontaneous or an achievement that you may have had. And you know, um, I'll give you an example. So I um, I ride uh, adventure bikes, so it's motorbikes, and I do a lot of big travels. Um, I've done a huge uh, travel across Australia uh, by myself um, on my adventure bike, and I was camping all along, you know, across Australia, and. I had, this was a massive achievement for me because I'd never done something like this before. I'd never, um, you know, experienced the ruggedness of Australia, especially by myself. Um, and I had to learn how to um, ride my bike off on dirt roads to build that skill set. So I had to have that certainty and belief within myself to be able to go out there and do it on my own. But the thing was, the one thing that I um, that I thrived on, but it was also scary at the same time, was the uncertainty of not knowing what was going to happen each day that I was on that bike. And I was, I did this trip over a month, um, and I was on the road for just over two and a half weeks. So. Um, every day I woke up not knowing who I would meet, where I would sleep, uh, what I would eat at times, and also what the conditions of the roads were. So I had to learn how to sit in uncertainty and how to thrive in it and how to um, enjoy it and not allow it to create any sort of negative um, uh, attachment to it because that's when I knew that I would be starting to bring in these uncertainty um, situations, oh, sorry, these uh, negative situations on this trip. So I moved through that and I was in a place where I actually really enjoyed the uncertainty and I was able to, um, you know, make my trip every day. I knew exactly what I needed to do and I wasn't freaking out, um, you know, with the things that were happening or the pe people that I was meeting. So another example of this might be a business meeting. So uh, you might have a meeting every week with your, with your team and um, you're not sure what someone will bring to the table in terms of uh, what, what questions they might have, what problems they might have, or even complaints that they would have in order for you to have to deal with it. So that's a, a sense of uncertainty. You're not knowing what's next. Um, you might also have, you know, with a project that you're working on in terms of having a lot of people working on the project, um, whether or not they're pulling their weight and they're actually completing their areas. So if you're in charge, if you're leading a team, there's a lot of uncertainty and you need to enjoy it and love it. So the happiest people I know are actually the people that are seeking uncertainty in situations and they're they are like really uncomfortable. And these are the successful people that I know because they love and they, um, they thrive in uncertainty. So get, so get comfortable in the uncomfortable. That's the key, get comfortable in the uncomfortable. Okay, so the next thing is um, rejection. So this is really important, uh, really unlocking your success code. So 
rejection is the avoidance to win. And I've seen this a lot, in, especially in new business owners um, who are afraid to get out there, get visible, or even jump on sales calls um, and experience this constant rejection. And what this does, it pushes them away from actually winning. It's the perception of a negative, um, of a negative uh, event towards you, when in fact, um, it should bring in excitement, it should be, bring fun because it's the uncertainty of what this person or what this, um, this project will bring to you. Um, so every time when I train sales teams and I tell them, you've got to make the calls. And when you get the no's, when you get the rejections, you celebrate, you celebrate every time you get a no, every time someone says to you no, or they hang up or whatever they may do, because it means you can just move on and go to the next one that actually does want help. So thrive when people actually reject you in order to have ecstatic amounts of, you know, happiness and gratitude when someone actually says the yes. That's the key. So the strong connection to learnt helplessness is here, right? So when we're seeking um, validation and um, uh, we're playing the victim, where this is a strong connection when we're feeding off the rejection of other people. And this is actually dictating how you're going to, um, to, to be, how you're going to achieve your results, how you're going to essentially your happiness. So re rejection is actually progress and progress is happiness. So remember that rejection is progress and progress is happiness. And like I said to you with the example before about the business meeting, if, um, if you put forward an idea and you're in a, um, you know, um, a table of, um, a round table with a group of CEOs or whoever it might be, and your idea gets rejected, it's okay because all you have to do is just go away and you have to just rethink it, come back with a, a, you know, a more refined um, idea and present that. So rejection is progress. It just means that you need to go away and you need to perfect something a bit better or um, you know, tweak it a little bit more in order to achieve the results that you need to achieve. So it actually creates opportunity for you to improve. And this is where you actually, when you're test and measuring things within your business or within your team to see where things are going right or wrong, um, what, what people are actually within there, uh, that are not actually getting the results uh, because they're being rejected by prospects or by clients or customers or even other um, you know, companies if they're doing uh, B2B kind of um, dealerships. So it gives you an opportunity to improve what you need to improve on. So the way that you react um, is by, the way you react is by what you, how you do it, like what you do. So if you're thinking about something and you're, and you're um, playing out, you're acting out what it is, it's actually the thought process that you're creating within your own mind that's causing you to, to play this out. And when you, when you react the way you do, when you do do this, you're actually becoming dependent on what other people might think, right? If you are seeking out validation, um, learnt helplessness and rejection, and you're 
constantly getting down and bombarded by this, you're actually creating a dependency on what other people might think. And if this is something comes, if this is something that has come up for you, definitely make, it, make a note of it because this is what holds back majority of people. Like 90% of people are dominated by, you know, their thoughts of what other people might think. And this is a huge limiting belief in, you know, all business owners that I've worked with, um, you know, CEOs, leaders, whoever it might be, they're so worried about what other people might think. And thinking about what other people are thinking, it's not about you. They're not thinking about you. You're thinking about what you're thinking about them. That's what it is. It has nothing to do with them. It all, it only has to do with what you're thinking about them That's that you're thinking about yourself. So remember, it's not about them, it's about you. And always flip the thinking in being able to create a much more empowering state. So constantly seeking approvals and validations, which will actually lead to unhappiness and setbacks. Um, so be mindful of this. And most people live here in the now, you know, in today's society, rather than looking for, you know, within yourself, uh, people are always looking outside themselves and seeking approval. And um, and I've seen this a lot when, when there's a team and there's a manager who's managing a team and um, there's one particular person in that team that goes above and beyond more than what their role is expected. Um, and um, they get really uh, disheartened when there's no validation um, by the manager for the extra work that they've actually been given. So, you know, this doesn't create a whole lot of happiness within you. So remember, understand what is your self-worth. Remember, you know, um, look within yourself in terms of having that self-belief within yourself. And don't look at, at look outside of you in order to fulfill that. So if you're dominated by rejection with your thoughts and emotions, it simply means you're not taking control of your emotions, your thoughts, and your actions. And you're reacting all the time rather than anticipating what's happening. And remember, um, the most successful people that run their success code always anticipate rather than react to you know, events that may be coming their way. So let me tell you um, a bit about um, what other people might think, right? So in sales, this is quite common, as I said to you a lot uh, before uh, with business owners. Uh, in sales, you might get, you will get rejected a lot and um, you will get no's. You will get um, people that will just hang up on you. You will get people that are quite rude. You'll get all kinds of people that will reject you in different ways. And the key is to simply not give them all your power. Because when you do, you are you become worried about what other people might think, what they think, uh, what other people might think within your team, your work, uh, if you're your own business owner, what your family might think. And you might not even take an opportunity to, um, you know, that may be presented to you. For example, if you are running your business and you're worried about, um, you know, the rejection in sales, 
this might ripple into you know being asked to do a speaking engagement where you will say no or you will repel it just because you're worried about what other people might think so being worried about rejection can consume you and it's you know it, you're giving it total control um, for others to be able to control your life in a significant way and by doing this um, you're giving away your personal power. So the key to rejection is taking control of your life and claiming your personal power. You know, and if you are giving it away, if you are giving your personal power away and you're letting other people control you, you're actually setting yourself up for a formula of losing. And we don't want that. We want successful business leaders and CEOs. So let's look at confidence, right? All business leaders and CEOs are actually um, uh, present real confidently. They know who they are. They know what they think, how they think. They're really connected with themselves. They don't worry about what other people might think about them um, because it's always to do about you know themselves. They're their own competition, and you know people who lack confidence, they're always worried about. Um, what they might say, what they might do. They're always second guessing themselves. And this is what really holds people back, second guessing themselves. And the only time that they actually take action on what they want is when they actually get that external validation by someone that might be, you know, nice or, um, or even their family, whatever it might be. But ultimately, if you are a one man show, if you're starting your own business, you may not have that external validation. So it can create a lot of confusion and lack of clarity. So be clear on if you are seeking validation and if that's driving your behaviors. Because business leaders always um, they're clear on where they're going. They're clear on their goals, their mission, their beliefs, and they um, they have beliefs on their own terms. They don't um, they don't live someone else's life. So if you're constantly seeking validation, um, you'll end up in this vicious cycle of emotional dependency. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you, you will always end up unhappy. You'll always end up happy because you'll be seeking happiness outside of you in others. And it doesn't exist. Only you can create that. So if you're in business and you're emotionally dependent on getting approval from others, this will prevent you from prospecting or working hard in your business or making calls. And I guarantee you, this is not gonna set you up for win. This is gonna set you up to lose. And if you're worried about what other people might think about you, then you are holding yourself back in what your true potential could potentially be. So the next thing is, is the mind. So the mind can only receive what your mind can accept, right? And you will get what you're willing to tolerate. This is a great quote I heard that, you know, um, you will only get what you don't, hate you will tolerate and that really um, you know resonated with me because a lot of people um, you know there's a gray line between things that they don't tolerate and yet sometimes it creeps into their lives um, you know whether that be you know not getting up early procrastinating on things um, you know scrolling whatever it might be and um, once 
those habits start to creep back in, then the standards, your standard starts to change, right? So what you get is what you're willing to tolerate. And if you're not setting standards that um, you, will, you won't accept whatever it is in your life, you, you will tolerate it. You will tolerate it because you are not hating what you don't want to have in your life. They're your standards. And this is why it's so important to visualize what you want because your mind paints, paints a picture and you know your thoughts create this um, physical things. So whatever we see in our mind, we always manifest on the outside. And I know this is a bit, you know, hocus pocus, but it's actually a, a known fact through quantum physics. So when you think about something, you actually actualize it by taking action. And um, and I've met people um, that have created so much success. And funnily, funnily enough, they think. Um, they think it's overrated uh, because they don't understand the connection between visualization of the mind and the action and the results. Um, and I've seen this in old legacy style of business thinking where you know, it's all to do with the do, do, do and the how, how, how rather than really understanding what the mind and the effect, the effect of the mind and um, the results of your thoughts and you know thought patterns and behaviors and those sort of beliefs and values and those sort of things. Um, so it, it actually, um, it's not hocus pocus, it's actually a known fact. So until we realize um, what's going on in our mind consciously, it will continuously run unconsciously. And your thoughts are like magnets. They attract things that, um, that are in your life. They'll, they'll attract physical things into your life and you'll start to create you know, people, places and things that are a reflection of what's going on within your own mind. Um, so for example, um, when you're going to say uh, or create what is actually your um, hardwiring is your mind, sorry. Um, so what you're going to say is you're actually hardwiring your mind and it starts activating the thought processes which create the thinking in your life. So think. Um, so thinking is super powerful. It's so powerful because 90% of what we, 90% um, of the action that we take is actually the effect of what we've created in the result of our, you know, in our life. So that's huge. So being understanding that um, what we think and what we do is closely connected. We can't just think, we have to do it because 90% of the doing, right, is the result of how we think, which is funnily enough because I believe that, you know, it's all to do with the thinking and the inner work and there's a smaller amount of the action but you've got to take massive action. So your mind will get what it accepts, right? And it'll continue to let, allow what you will tolerate. And what you, what you don't hate, you will actually tolerate. So remember that. So you need to be able to understand what your mind um, will accept because if you don't accept something, you need to be clear on that so as you don't tolerate it at all. Um, if you are currently in a state of your life where you don't want to be, right, then stop allowing yourself to continue. Stop allowing yourself to continue with this state of life. So this goes back to your standards. What are your standards? Uh, are you the only person allowing, your, allowing yourself to control it? Or is there someone else that's driving your bus, as I like to say, your bus of life? So if you're in business um, and you're, you know, it's a small business and it's, 
it's stagnant, um, it's plateaued, there's no growth and you're wanting to, um, and you're the only person in there, right? And you're the only person that's allowing this to continue. The only person that can actually change those results, change those standards within yourself to create different results in your business is you. So if you are not achieving your targets in your in your um, in your position, or um, you're not making the profit that you're wanting, you're hoping, it's because either number one, a system's not working properly, or number two, your self belief and your thought processes aren't um, congruently aligned to the action of what you need to do. So the you're the only person that can change the perspective of what the results for the results that you're actually achieving. So being a cause for every situation um, that you are that you're in. So rather than being at the effect, and that goes back to you know um, uh, the victim mentality. So being at effect is because that person did this. This this has happened. I can't do this because that's happened. Rather than being a cause and understanding what you need to do in changing your perspective, because um, you're the only person that can actually change the situation, and it's you know it's telling you that you know you're actually tolerating something that you don't want to tolerate. So reflect on that and really get clear on what it is that you you don't want to tolerate. So our values and our beliefs are the drivers of our life, and. Um, they are the ones that control all the things that we like and all the things that we don't like. And sometimes in, you know, in business, we have values that aren't actually, um, uh, that aren't actually aligned to in achieving the results that we need to achieve in business. So I do a lot of this work with, you know, my clients, with business owners in organizations to be able to do these things called values realignment because, uh, when someone's operating from values that are not results driven, um, they're more about you know helping people or um, a different way of thinking. They're not going to be able to you know make the numbers. And ultimately, if you're in business, you want you need to know your numbers and you need to know how to hit your targets. So. Um, being clear on what your values and beliefs are because they actually drive the results that happens in your life. So you have to shift your beliefs and values and you simply ask yourself, are you someone who is going to be in a scarcity thinker or an abundance thinker? Are you going to focus on all things of what you don't have, what resources you don't have, what people you don't have, uh, what systems you don't have, or are you going to be in an abundance thinker and think about all the things that you actually have in your life right now that you are in abundance? Because no matter where we are in life, we have abundance. If you have a roof over your head, if you have food, um, if you have shelter, you have abundance. It's just perspective. And then you set what standards of abundance you want. So I believe we all have abundance in life, right? And it's, and it's, um, and it's all to do with taking off the layers of the junk in your trunk. And the junk in your trunk is all the redundant strategies, the limiting beliefs, you know, the, the values that are not aligned. Um, and that causes you to, to, um, to ha you have to sieve through the crap in order to realize it's actually there because your success code is there. It's sometimes we've put so many different layers onto it, um, 
you know, it's like mud, it's, it's in there, but you've got to sift through all the mud and the rocks and all those things to be able to really get down to the, the gold, the gold nugget, which is the success code in, you know, being able for you to be able to achieve results in your life. And that's where you create the impact. And if you are out there worrying about what other people might think or, um, you know, uh, not having the self-belief, this will cause you to think small. It will cause you to think scarce. And by doing that, it will limit you in the extent of actually how you can achieve results. So if you want to be successful in life, you need to be able to shed all your limiting beliefs. And, you know, there's three kinds of people, right? There's three kinds. So those who have come from um, a line of successful people, um, you know, you might have come from a family where they've been really successful entrepreneurs, business people, and you've come from a place where you had an abundance of resources, connections, and unconscious installments of beliefs, patterns from a really, really early age. And number two are those people who came from poverty. And um, you know, you can relate to these things. You can relate to the things that you don't want in your life because it's created so much pain that you won't tolerate it anymore. So, so the advantage of actually being this kind of person coming from poverty is that you hate it. You completely hate it. You won't tolerate it. You don't want anything to do with it because you know what it's like to be there. And number three is the person that comes from a generally okay, uh, not so much success and not experience poverty. And this is your middle class kind of um, people. This is actually the hardest place to be. It's not too painful and you don't have great examples of greatness around you and you don't have the resources. And you know, I came from a middle class family, so I had to work in really digging deep in shedding all my limiting beliefs, specifically around things like wealth, success, uh, and what other people might think. Uh, because like my parents have had businesses and they've done okay, but I've never experienced pro pro um, poverty and I've never experienced real greatness, real um, great leadership. Um, so I've had to really work really hard in shedding that and that's where most people are. Uh, and if you are, then you need to listen because you have to work twice as hard to really shed and really get clear on what your limiting beliefs and decisions and values and those sort of things in knowing how to move through. Because um, in order to move through, you need to be aware, consciously aware of where uh, you're being held back. So um, so you need to work double hard in get, becoming really clear in how to be not good, but great, to be great. And, you know, remember your beliefs and your values are what drive your life, what creates your life. So if they do not serve you at the moment or if they do not serve you as to, as to where you are, then they need to go. They need to change. You need to choose what beliefs you want. So let me tell you this. Your unconscious mind is part of your mind where it runs your day-to-day -day life and it will prove, it's like it'll prove you. It'll prove you to be correct all the time. And if you're constantly saying to yourself, I don't, I can't do this, I don't care, uh, I don't have enough money, I'm not good enough, um, you've got fears, worries, rejection and all that other stuff your con unconscious mind will drive um, you to be 
it'll drive you to prove those things true. Pretty powerful. So the key is to becoming conscious as to what you're saying to yourself all the time. You know, for example, you know, your self-talk. So be mindful about what your self-talk is because then you will start to create that from the unconscious mind. It'll go to work and, you know, improving you um, that it's right. So if you use the train, um, so if you use the, um, so if you train your unconscious mind, it'll be your best friend. So you've got to nurture it. It's like this little child where you've got to teach it. You've got to give it some love and you've, you've got to retrain it essentially. So if you have a belief, I don't have, I don't have money, your unconscious mind will actually go to work in making sure that you stay broke. So I've heard this time and time again where, um, you know, and I've done a lot of work around this as well, where people go out and buy something and they may not have the money right then, but instead of saying them to themselves, I don't have the money or I don't have enough money, the question is, what do I need to do in order for me to create the money so I can have this right now? That's abundance thinking. And if you think about I don't have enough money, it'll actually go to work to prove you right. And that's why you'll stay broke. So the unconscious mind is like a filter for you. It's, it filters through all the things, um, you know, that you choose to believe and, you know, and it brings them into, matches them up to your beliefs um, because it matches uh, your, it's like a criteria, it matches all the criteria of your beliefs. And if you believe you are going to um, to believe uh, a successful to build a successful business, then you're actually going to create massive income. You're going to create a team, and the unconscious mind will actually go to work in filtering all those things out to prove that that's that's true. It'll pr- it'll filter all the things that are not true and bring all the things that are you know that what you think and what you say to make those true. So it'll bring people, it'll bring places, it'll even bring things into um, into your world, into your life to prove you wrong that you are actually, you know, you're actually right. So in bringing all those things um, to you, uh, it allows you to listen in a way that so as you um, so as you become congruent and consistent um, as to who you are with what your beliefs are and what your values are. So let me give you a couple of examples, right? So there's two business people and they're sitting at a dinner together. And one of them, um, they're both in sales, right? And one of them says, I'm a great closer. I love sales um, and I love finding you know, new prospects. And the other person, you know, he, they don't. And they, they think that making sales is really hard. It's hard to find new prospects. Um, people won't buy and you have to get lucky to be able to, you know, make a sale. And a few tables down from that table, right? In, you know, you could hear, overhear a conversation and they're talking about something. They're talking about a problem that they might, that they have. And, you know, the product or service that these two people have is something that can actually solve the problem of what that person is, um, is saying. And they can hear it, that they need it really badly. And, um, and the person that actually has the belief of, I'm great at sales, I'm a great closer, um, you know, I love finding new prospects, will actually hear that conversation because they're so um, switched on, they're so uh, congruent with, 
you know, what their beliefs are, that they will bring in that opportunity and they will actually hear it. And they will hear it, um, you know, even if it's a few tables away, they'll attract that. Whereas the other person wouldn't have a clue. It'll just go, you know, it'll be oblivious to them because they're so closed off from actually um, bringing in those opportunities because they have beliefs of around, you know, sales are hard, it's hard to find people and you have to be lucky to find someone that will actually buy. So the, the thing is the power of the mind is actually having the self-belief and having the right thought patterns and processes in order to be uh, much more aware, consciously aware of any opportunities, people, places, and things around you in order to bring that uh, to your awareness. And this is what the unconscious mind does. It filters things out. So it filtered out the conversation and it said, okay, this is actually what this person, you know, what they believe. This is what their beliefs are. So I will bring this to their awareness. And that's when they actually hear it and they think, yeah, cool, this person might actually buy. So this comes from complete focus, clarity of your own self-beliefs, really getting super clear on what they are because you will experience that which you are deeply convinced um, of in your life. So I get asked all the time, how can I make a shift in my beliefs? And the funny thing is, is that, you know, most people go through life hoping and you know, hoping is something that never happens. It's not something where you know, you, hoping is not a winner's thing. It's like trying. It's not a hundred percent conviction of you know, I that's what I believe. It's not a strategy for winning. It's a strategy for losing. If you are someone that believes, you know, if you hope about something, so having the self belief conquers and leaps over things is where you want to be, and. Um, having us coming from a place where you are hoping or trying won't allow you to be able to have the self-confidence within yourself to know as if you it's done you have it done now so never buy into the idea of having um, I'm not having a choice right everyone has a choice and I hear so many people say Oh, I've tried this business model. I've tried doing this. Um, you know, I've tried you know my own business, and I've talked to a million people, and nothing's happened. Like seriously, come on, like really, a million people? Like really? <laughs> so people tend to um, think that they don't have a choice, and you do. You have a choice. So let's look at how many people you know they've actually talked to. So the difference between in business is, um, is you have to prove that it works. You have to prove that it works being a leader, and you know proving something is how business leaders win. You know, and don't get me wrong if you know if you make five, ten, or fifteen um, people call um, a pool of people, you, you're going to have to test and measure the system. It takes you know hundreds of people to you know test and measure your business system. So you know, like, so it requires like a large amount of, you know, sample size to prove that the business worth. So, you you know, there is a choice. You've just got to have a strategy to know how to actually execute that in being able to create success. So don't try it out just once and thinking that if you call 5, 10, 15, you know, 20, even 100 people that, you know, you, um, that that's the results, that's the end result of your business. You have to keep going. You have to have the self-belief in you that, you know, um, that you can do it. 
So I believe that you need the right contacts and a large enough pool of people to call, um, you know, with the right sort, the right resources to win. And a large enough sample size, you can run the risk of winning rather than, you know, a smaller sample size, um, you actually have a, a higher risk of losing. So compare, comparing, um, you know, 100 people to uh, 1,000 people that you may have called, you would have much more results calling 1,000 people than what you would maybe 100 people. And this all comes down to having the right values and beliefs in your business. So you, you, you have to have the knowledge and the tools um, to be able to create a really solid um, solid action plan. Um, to and by doing this, this will allow you to gain exposure. And by gaining exposure, this will allow you to win. So if you're afraid of getting exposure, then you are setting yourself up to lose. So getting exposure will cause you to win. So packing your day with appointments, meetings or calls, whatever it might be, um, will give you a higher probability to actually win, win for the day um, because you've um, created massive exposure and it's compounded over time. So if you've got say, you know, eight sales calls each day and, you know, you've made, um, uh, 40 sales calls, you know, Monday to, uh, working week, Monday to Friday, and you haven't made any um, sales and you are like, no, I give up. This is just not working for me. If you actually continuously do that over a period of month, more than likely from the first week with the follow-up, you will actually gain a sale because it's compounded, uh, compounded winning. It's compounded exposure. You're constantly in their face. You're constantly uh, checking in, uh, whatever it might be. This is why larger amount of uh, people being exposed to actually matters in business. So keep going, get visible. So if you're caught up in the rejection of what other people might think, this will cause you to hit only a small pool size of numbers, a small pool of people. So if you're afraid of getting out there, really talking to people, getting on the phones, um, you may not hit 40 in one week, you may only hit 20 because you're holding yourself back because you're worried about what other people might think or you know the rejection. So if you believe that you are great and you stand out in your business, you must go out and get exposure quickly. If you believe that you have the self-belief to do it, if you believe that you can achieve what you're wanting to achieve, go out and get exposure really quickly because by the end of one month, you will love it. I do this um, this uh, sales boot camp with my clients if they hate sales and I get them to do cold calling for one week and they hate it. They hate me during that week. Uh, sometimes they refuse to do it, so I know where where they stand in terms of you know what they want to achieve within their business, and um, this is to condition themselves with the no, condition themselves with the rejection, and to eventually love it and to be immune to it by the end of one week. So it's important to to be able to gain that exposure really quickly because by the end of one month you will actually love it. You will thrive on it and you will know that you'll actually create the self-belief of what you're doing is out of goodwill and out of, you know, the goodness of your heart. There's a bigger um, bigger why to it rather than, you know, just going and making money. So all successful entrepreneurs have done this. Uh, even all my clients that I've put through have done this as well. Um, you know, when you do it in the beginning, 
you're going to get hated on, you're going to get ridiculed, you're going to get laughed at. And, you know, I've experienced the same thing. And I was told by my family when I first started out that I needed to go and get a real job. Um, you know, I was ridiculed and I was hated on um, because of it. So, and I'm telling you this, I'm telling you this is just forget it. Just forget it because even when you are successful, people will do exactly the same thing no matter where you are. And um, it might be just different kinds of people. And social media is a place where we commonly see that as well. Um, so those who talk about you are simply jealous of what they don't have. It's as simple as that. And it's like the, um, the, the crab metaphor, uh, the crab in the bucket metaphor. So when people start to see you making it, and uh, you're pushing out of the social norm and the comfort zones of other people that you spend the most time with. Unconsciously, what they will do, I'm telling you, unconsciously, they will try to pull you down so you don't leave the bucket. They will try to keep you down into that comfort zone so they won't feel uncomfortable with you, you know, moving out into your out of your comfort zone because it makes them uncomfortable so they will pull you down in the bucket and unless you have the conscious awareness of your own self-beliefs and values only then you have the resilience of pushing through and continuing to pave your own path um, away from them um, so by doing this you need persistence persistence in hitting the large numbers and by hitting the large numbers it will pay off so take daily massive action. Take daily massive action and have persistence in your action and that'll equal to continual progress. So remember, right? So remember, no problem is permanent as long as you are taking massive action towards the solution. And you know, here is, here is something that I believe and it really resonates with me um, and you know, you can take it or dump it, it's really up to you. Any problem that comes up, there's always three solutions, no matter what, always three solutions. And sometimes when you have a problem, you, you may feel like that there is no way out at all because you're so in the problem. And for every problem, you know, there's always three options. And when you're going through the problem, simply write, write it down, write down three solutions. And I actually like to do this in a list of 20. Um, and then, and then you write down as many solutions as you can, right? And then pick three out of those three, out of those three, and they will be your three solutions, your three options in being able to experience, um, for you to be able to experience whatever it is you need to experience that is right for you. So during these times of feelings, you know, where you've got this problem, um, it can be the most powerful feeling where you can have um, is the most powerful feeling that you can have is actually uh, gratitude. And gratitude is the antidote of all fears. So if you're in a place where you feel as though there is no option, there is no way out, um, there is no, um, there is no answer, there's no solution, come back to gratitude. Ask yourself, what am I grateful for about this situation right now? What am I grateful for about this situation right now? What am I grateful for in my life right now? And take a moment in time and really think about that and allow yourself to come up with three solutions for that problem. And by taking that moment and really setting back in gratitude actually um, takes out the stress and the fear um, you know, by you simply asking yourself, what are you grateful for in this present moment? It's so powerful. So if you are playing the role of the victim, 
I'm asking you, just drop this, just drop it. Success is the inner game, not the outer game. Like 90% is about how we think and 10% is actually, you know, you know, what we do, how we do it as well. So in business and even life, you simply, um, you can simply have a reason for, you know, for what you're doing is by what your thought process, what your thought patterns are and how you're doing it. And by doing what you're doing is the result of what you're actually thinking. And, you know, and sometimes you've got to sift through that heap of muck to get rid of all the junk in the trunk in a way for you to find that nugget of gold in there for you to be able to find the results achieve the results that you're wanting to achieve because everyone has that golden nugget. Sometimes we've just got too much muck that we need to actually sift through. So there's no waiting to win, no getting around cutting corners. There's no excuses for success. There's no excuses for success. And in the success code, no one accepts, no one tolerates excuses. Having the mindset that you don't tolerate excuses is that, you know, is the ultimate, um, the ultimate ingredient to, to success because you don't tolerate it. Um, once you make room for excuses or even failing, you actually permit its existence, right? So you permit whatever it is uh, you're excusing that, um, you know, it may be that you don't have enough, uh, enough time or, um, you know, the kids aren't allowing me to do X, Y, Z or um, I don't have the finances Whatever excuses might be, you're actually permitting its existence. And there is a reason why, you know, failing happens is because we bring, we have excuses. When you have excuses, it just means you tolerate it. So there are no excuses. There is no waiting. So do you want to win or not, right? So let me give you an example. So one person is planning and preparing to do something and the other is willing to just throw themselves in getting it. Um, it could be a project, let's say. So let me tell you this. The person who wins the most of the time is the person who doesn't wait. They just go full in. Um, they'll figure it out later. They just get in there and get it done. So most people worry about which cause, um, what that causes them to wait around. So I've seen this a lot where um, I've had people coming from a corporate nine to five and they're wanting to start their own business and they're waiting for the right moment to actually transition or the right moment to get to start the to start the business. And the most horrible thing is that they're actually worried. They're worried about, um, you know, what it might do, how much time it might take, uh, worried about them, you know, uh, how they would perform, whatever it might be. And you know, worry is, is that it makes your life an event and, and it actually hasn't even happened. So when you worry about something, you're actually worrying about something that hasn't, it doesn't exist. And you're creating a story within your own mind that's preventing you from actually taking action on something that doesn't even, ha hasn't even happened yet. So you continue continuously living through this event in your mind over and over again, as if this event has happened. In fact, you know, it hasn't even happened yet. And most of the time you're worried about events that, that won't have or are not as bad as what they are or what you make it out to be. And you just get stuck in this yo-yo of living in this emotionally, you know, over an emotional overdrive over and over again. And, you know, this is a place of you actually rejecting yourself. 
It's a place of you actually rejecting yourself. So this goes back to your own self-belief and self-worth and your beliefs as well. So the most successful people, um, you know, CEOs and business leaders, they're their own biggest fans. They're their own biggest fans because they're their own competition. Successful leaders have embedded, um, you know, this belief where they deserve to win. They are worthy of success. So you only get what out of life what you believe you deserve, right? And when, you know, the condition of your mind is taking massive daily action, you start to strengthen that belief and you um, start to bring in that certainty and you believe that you can do it. You believe that you deserve it and you believe that you are worthy. So your worth is actually, you know, how you where you start really in terms of the execution of you know your success so it all comes back down to self-worth so your life is like a movie and what most people live is someone else's script and you actually take on most people's beliefs uh, between the ages of zero to seven and this is usually your parents uh, how they've parented you uh, or even you know some circumstances that have happened to you and they've shaped you for who you are today and uh, only as adults, then they actually play themselves out, those particular, um, you know, uh, the, the script, the beliefs, they start to, uh, to play themselves out. And most people um, experience this in career uh, or have a life where their parents, um, their parents have wanted them, um, wanted a life for them. So they've actually gone on and lived a life that's actually not theirs. So by really understanding and knowing exactly who you are and who you want to be and knowing which beliefs and values you must shift in order to shift your identity, <coughs> especially as a leader, that is the key. Really getting clear on who you are and who you want to be in knowing which, um, which values and beliefs you need to shift. So you can rewrite your script at any time, at any moment you choose. And as a leader, as the lead actor in your movie, you get to choose. You get to choose whether you are going to be the leader or the goat in your movie. And I tell you, I would much prefer being the leader in the actual script. But most people are still living a life where they're living a life of someone else's expectations and they're the goat, unfortunately. And you only have the power to change it. Um, you only have the power to change it once you're in control of everything else in your life. When you're in control of people, places and things, um, things start to fall into place. So when you're in control of your emotions and your thought patterns and who you are and who you wanna be, you will start to bring in all the resources that you need within your life in order to achieve the success that you that you that you want and most people live that script you know worrying about what everyone else thinks and in fact um you know majority of the people in that script aren't even the main cast you're the main cast in your in your script right so at the at this point you know my parents um were the main characters in my life at, at one point and I had to really um, unpack and really uh, shed all those limiting beliefs and decisions um, that were really creating all these redundant, um, they were really redundant strategies from a really young age 
and I had to be consciously aware how to really um, pull those apart in being able to uh, reprogram that and create much more empowering beliefs because going through life in a period of time and trying to build a business where I had all these redundant strategies and beliefs beliefs and patterns and so forth was actually quite disempowering you know it creates small thinking and it keeps you safe and it keeps you um, in certainty and that's not what leaders have in their success code that's not what's in your success code so know your standards and raise your standards so that you never settle for anything less and you are always aiming for the top of the game and this goes for even you know with family as well always remember that they do love you but they always don't know they don't have the best for you they do love you but you know they're not always there for you to have the best for you this is why we have mentors we have coaches um you know we have a network of people that actually um are you know, uh, aligned to your standards and your beliefs and values by so by keeping um, your standards high, it will always, uh, you will always expect lower standards from other people if, if you uh, do come in contact, you know, especially in a team environment. And the people will perform less than you and that'll be okay. And it's actually, um, and if you do allow yourself to go to a standard where it's on the same level, uh, where your standards are below your actual potential standards, you start to become dependent on other people. You start to become dependent on people in your business and your success. And this will lead you to depending on them um, in achieving the results. And this leads to actually not really achieving anything. It creates a losing um, you know, result. So depend on yourself. And depend on your own standards there's there's no one here um, that will actually be able to really set your standards in what you want out of your life except for yourself except for you right if you believe you are constantly struggling through things for example if you um, if you hear people say uh, another day another dollar or I'm hitting the daily grind or I'm pushing through your mind will constantly attract struggles and battles in your life. And all your life will be, all your life will be about, it'll be about you overcoming things and trying to get over obstacles. And, you know, that's not what life's about. But if you're constantly telling yourself this, this is what you will actually bring into your life. That it's hard, uh, you know, um, what's, uh, you know, another day, another dollar is a really common one that I hear all the time. So a success mindset believes life is about growing, learning, achievement, progress, and even winning. And, you know, things about um, happening for you, not to you. Remember that. So the first thing you need to do in order to do that is to set a goal. Set a goal that is measurable, that is specific. So instead of saying, I want to be rich or um, I want to have a team, be specific. Be specific as to how much when you're wanting to achieve it and you know your mind can't go to work without things being specific you need to have something that it actually is tangible it can work towards which is really important um, and I use this technique called in smart goals when I set goals for my clients and you know even in a organization to have a common ground to move towards because if everyone isn't moving towards something or if you're not moving towards something that is clear uh, you're not really moving in a way that's um, specific so if you can imagine like you know your GPS 
you have to actually put in a specific location as to where you want to go, where you want to be. There's specific coordinates for that particular location. It's the same thing. That's your destination as to where you want to get to. So in order to be able to achieve that, you need to be as specific as possible as to uh, when, how, um, how much, uh, and make it measurable. And you have to believe you deserve it. You have to believe that you deserve it. Um, and the feeling of being completely, uh, complete conviction of deserving that particular you know, thing or goal, whatever it might be. So it has to be congruency internally and also what you believe you deserve on the outside as well. So complete conviction. And I believe that, you know, reading your goals out loud is actually really, really um, important because it reinforces the picture that you're creating within your own mind and even writing them, you know, as well, because writing them is a way that it pulls you out, um, you know, out of the unconscious mind and brings it into the now. So Picture it as if you have it now, right? Picture your goal as if you have it now to allow your unconscious mind to go to work in bringing it into fruition. Um, and if you picture it as if you have it now, it's as if you've already done it, as if you have already achieved it. And you're always thinking about what's next after that goal rather than just thinking what are the steps to get towards that particular point. So think about it as if you've already got it. If you want to have a team of, you know, however many people to, to be able to outsource whatever tasks, as if you have it now, know what it feels like, know what it looks like, what kind of results are actually being achieved by having that particular goal. Um, really understand what it is to have it as if it have, has it now. And by doing this, you have to have reasons for your goals. Without reasons, you're heading nowhere. It's empty. And there's no, you know, you got to push towards your goal and you don't want to be pulling, you know, so you don't want to be pushing away something that's not, um, that's negative. You want to be moving towards something that's more positive in a way, in terms of what are the reasons for you to be able to, what will it uh, allow you to have, to be able to have this goal. So that has to have a deep emotional connection to your goal that is inspiring you to push towards. Um, it must be reasons that, um, that gets you up every morning. Um, if you aren't getting up every morning because of something that has, you know, your goals, then, then go back and dig deeper as to what is the real reason for you wanting to achieve this? What is the real, real reason for me having this? And, you know, for example, it might be, um, you know, um, that you want a, a car, a particular car. Um, but the real reason might be is because you want to be able to, you know, drive your kids to X, Y, Z, or you want to be able to um, feel happy by knowing that you have um, this particular, your dream car. Um, it could be, um, you know, a trip overseas. Um, that could be a goal, but the ultimate goal might be that you're actually spending quality time with your family. The goal might be is that you're actually um, having time for yourself. Whatever it might be, what are your reasons for you that gets you up out of bed every morning? And now these reasons are to do with people and emotions most of the time. So if you are a parent, let's say, and your, um, your goal is to make X amount of dollars, what is the real reason? Is it because you're wanting to leave a legacy for your children so they have a life that, you know, that you've created? What is the real reason? So it's usually people and emotions. And reasons are the drivers and they're not the discipline. The reasons are usually 
what causes you to, you know, to create your habits. It's not the discipline. The discipline is just the, you know, the actions that you take regularly. But sometimes if you are, if you don't have a strong enough reason, you will start to slip up and you'll fall into your default, um, your default mode. So number, the next one is have a plan as to how you're going to achieve your goals how you're going to achieve your goals. And I like to do this in a 30-day plan. So think about how you're going to achieve your goals in a 30 days and do these in 30-day chunks. Um, and then, you know, chunk it up. Uh, sorry, yeah, chunk it up. So over 30 days, you do it. How are you going to achieve that in a quarter, every quarter, and then over a year if it's, you know, a yearly goal or a five-year goal, whatever it might be. And then what you do from there is you review it every single day. This is why you read your goals aloud every day. You write them down every day and you review it because if there's some sort of um, shift in your reasons or you feel like you're, they're not strong enough, it allows you to go back and reassess and you know realign them to be able to for them to be congruent and um, and powerful. So you are actually getting up every morning because of these particular goals. So goals are not promises; they are commitments to yourself. Remember that they're not they're not promises; they're goals. So by you deciding and deciding the minute that you make this commitment, you do this by actually taking action. You do this by taking taking action straight away. And for example, you know, in sales, if you wanted to make um, X amount of dollars in uh, your commission, let's say, or in sales, you once you set that goal, you go out and you make sales calls. You go out and book sales meetings. By you taking action, as soon as you set that goal, it already tells the unconscious mind that you are ready to bring in those resources in order to achieve this goal. So when you make a decision in order for, for you to be able to be successful, you need to ask yourself um, why and also have a really detailed plan. So the 30-day plan, as I explained. So let me tell you this, right? Take a note. You can't sustain a goal in your mind um, that is not consistent to your beliefs and values about yourself. So when you get a goal, you need to go out and work on yourself and your beliefs um, so that you can actually do it. There needs to be congruency. So that is, you have to believe it and you have to have someone to be able to be accountable for. Um, and this is great in terms of, you know, masterminds, um, you know, another coach, uh, coach a mentor, uh, or even someone that you uh, see that has greatness um, within your network to just keep yourself accountable and to keep you on track and getting clear on what you want um, before you even go and get it. So they'll be able to really, uh, you know, understand where you're heading and what you're doing and what you're wanting to achieve. And if you, where you're going, is it really what you uh, what you're saying, what you believe? Um, so being having someone to keep yourself accountable, but also being congruent both, you know, within your own mind and also with your actions. So once you get clear and you start finding, um, you'll start finding, you'll bring in more and more resources um, that'll start coming your way. That'll be, you know, people, places, and things, um, which will bring opportunities of resources um, to you, uh, to, for you to be able to progress, to learn, progress, and essentially grow. So let's say, for example, you know, a sales team, everyone has access to all the resources in a sales team. But why is that some of those people actually win and some of them lose? So 
it's in quite interesting because we, we all have the same access to the same resources, but people achieve the different results. And you're not what you have, you are who you are. So if you have a whole heap of leads and you know, um, you've all got the same amount of leads that you need to call, but only uh, some of them actually win and some of them actually lose, it's all to do with who you are and what's going on in your own mind. So the next thing is to how to make goals work is with affirmations. And what this does, it actually creates repeatable imagery in motion. And um, by simply using I am statements like I am um, a powerhouse coach, I am um, a sales person, I am a successful leader, I am greatness. So come up with your own that really resonate with you. Uh, I have these things called um, I am cards that I use um, quite regularly. And I also send these out to my clients because sometimes they need a daily reminder. But I do encourage you to come up with your own in um, really finding something that really resonates with your goal uh, for you to be able to say to yourself daily. Because when things get get you know get tough, uh, you're able to come back and be you know in a state where you know your worth, you know what you can do, you know what you can achieve, and um, there's no way in you know shifting that into a place of disempowerment. So this is why also rituals are so powerful. Rituals are really powerful. They are like habits. They're the drivers of your life and you know of the unconscious mind, and you know you really are what you do. So your rituals are really important because no matter what you think or say um, or do, you simply um, your thinking is simply the results of how you act, and how you act is what produces the results in what you create. So actions are repeatable and the repeatable is that you need to do it every single day. So consistency is key. Um, when I speak to uh, you know new business leaders and they're afraid of getting out there and getting visible, um, especially doing things like video or Facebook lives or whatever it might be, I just say to them, the same thing as like, you know, the seven day sales bootcamp is you just got to get out there and just do it continuously and get better and better and better because the more action you take, the, the more committed you are, the, the commitment that you make to yourself, the greater success that you'll actually have that sets you apart from everyone else that's doing the other stuff of not being so consistent and, you know, um, having uh, no rituals that are actually um, progressing you to be able to achieve your greatness. So taking consistent action every day is what produces the results, not just by simply thinking, okay? So there was a study that I actually came across and it stated that 40% of our actions performed daily aren't actual decisions, but they're habits of the unconscious mind. And you know, think about think about what you do for your daily routine. So forty percent of our actions are unconscious. So when you get up, when you you know, you might go make a cup of coffee, you might go brush your teeth, whatever it might be. How many of those particular actions are you conscious about what you're doing? So you know that okay, getting my toothbrush now, putting my toothpaste on, putting it to my teeth. How many of those actions are actually unconscious? It's 40% of most people that their actions are really unconscious of what they do in their daily routine. This is quite interesting. And also um, think about what you do when you go to the office, when you get into the office. Are you, um, you know, are you someone that when you get in there, you will sit down, you will make 20 sales calls, uh, and then you will, you know, you'll go and do some other work. Or are you someone that goes in there 
you'll go grab a cup of coffee, you'll go speak to someone and then you might sit down and make some sales calls. There's a different, um, the different rituals that you have is actually the results that you'll achieve. So if you change your rituals and your habits, you actually change the results that you get. So you actually take control um, of your habits and by taking control of your habits, you'll actually find that you'll be able to operate at a greater, um, greater capacity. Um, you know, not just with productivity, but also with um, how you uh, interact with other people as well. So when you decide to have complete focus, this causes you to have great self-belief in shifting your identity. So there's three questions um, you should ask yourself in, in doing this, right? Have you ever seen a person make a lot of money and then lose it? So have you like I, I have and have you ever seen someone make heaps of sales and then you know they have nothing they don't make any sales and then have you seen someone that builds a team and then you see it then shrink again this is quite common and this is because um, there hasn't been a shift in their identity in their values and their beliefs and this goes back to you know congruency with your thoughts and also with your actions and you can try to convince yourself, right? You can try to convince yourself until you shift your identity, it becomes and it becomes congruent um, with your why and um, why you're doing this, what's your bigger why. You will always default back into your default mode of your mind, uh, will take you back into what your actual self-worth is. If you believe that you're only worth 50% or half of what you actually make, um, then you will actually do that. This is quite common when people make a heap and heap of money and then they lose it, they have nothing. This is, goes back to, you know, your values and beliefs around, you know, wealth and finances and money and so forth. It's because they retract it. They don't know what to do with it. So, um, so I talked about how to shift your, um, your identity as for a successful leader in one of my previous podcasts, as I mentioned earlier, and how to change it. But to recap, what it's, what it's about is, you know, associations determine your influence on your results. So really be aware of um, what you, who you associate yourself with and um, what kind of people are actually influencing your, your particular world at this present moment, which, you know, influence ultimately influences the results and take massive action for a short period of time to create momentum. And this actually supersedes your default habits, your default mode. And when you do this for a long enough period of time, you're actually creating a new habit, which, you know, it takes over that other habit. And then you're setting yourself up for success, which ultimately increases your, you know, your greatness. So ask yourself, I want you to ask yourself these questions. And by asking yourself these questions, it allows you to take control of your thoughts. And the questions that I'm just about to go through, ask yourself these in the morning because uh, the way you start and end your day is the way you actually um, affects the results that you achieve in the middle of the day. So the first one is, is it bring asking yourself these questions it actually brings you back to being grounded and focused and um, being uh, much more uh, appreciative of who you are and where you want to go. So the first one is, what am I happy about in my life right now? <clears throat> what about makes me happy? How does that make me feel? Number two, what am I excited about in my life right now? What about that makes me excited? And how does that make me excited? 
Number three, what am I proud about in my life right now? What about that makes me proud? How does this make me feel? Number four, what am I grateful about, about in my life right now? What about that makes me grateful? How does that make me feel? What am I enjoying about in my life right now? What about, what about that do I enjoy? How does that make me feel? Number six, what am I committed to in my life right now? What about that makes me committed? How does that make me feel? And last one, number seven, what do I love and who loves me? What about that makes me loving? How does that make me feel? So these are really powerful questions because most people actually start their day in either panic, worry, or anxiety th thinking. Thinking about what they need to do, um, checking their schedule and their phone, where they need to be for the day, rather than simply you know, sit, um, asking themselves these seven questions before they actually put their feet on the floor, you know, you know, from the bed. And you can start your day by simply programming your mind by thinking, having winners thinking for success, really. And these question, questions will actually get you moving in a positive way even before you, you know, you leave the bed. So it's quite simple. And at the end of the day, there's these three, uh, two questions that I always ask myself. And they're really powerful and it's simply, what did I do well and what can I improve on? And this allows you to reassess um, what you actually did well, to celebrate it, to be grateful for it. And then what exactly can I improve on, you know, for the next day? So you're constantly assessing what is great, what is, you know, what can there be improvements in for the next day? So you're always working towards your goal. So doing this allows your mind to shift from the beginning, even when you go to bed, and you will notice the quality of your life will improve dramatically. And you'll find that you'll start doing things unconsciously um, that you, when you really, um, you know, strengthen this habit, it'll start to become a natural habit. But it takes time. So I always recommend, you know, seven to 30 days to do this until it becomes natural. So take action. Lastly is take action. I cannot stress this enough. You know, there's this great quote from Grant Cardone that I love. And he says, I didn't get rich thinking. I got rich doing. And the healing is in the doing. And I love that quote because it's so true. No matter how much inner work you do on yourself, you still have to take action in bringing it into fruition. So following through with action, daily consistent action will set you apart from those who are doing things, you know, here and there, uh, not consistently. Even if you're not feeling it, there's moments where I don't feel it. But if you just show up every day and you take some amount of action, that will set you 10 steps forward to most people that when they're not feeling it, they're not, they're not doing it. And, you know, you have to work out that, you know, everyone is in it for to win and everyone in it is in it for the success and everyone has the potential to succeed but it's all about consistency it's all about taking daily action in moving towards your goals so you attract who you are so always move towards what it is that you want and if you want to be a great leader in your business then you have to be a great leader to attract 
people into your life, into your business that are seeking great leadership, that are seeking people like you. So you are who you, you attract who you are. So the more people um, you help, the more people you actually attract in your life. So the, the secret to winning is giving, right? The secret to winning is giving. So always give more than what you can in order to get more, um, to help more people. So, you know, contribution and, you know, living from a place with gratitude allows you to win because you're always seeking out to, to contribute. You're always seeking out to be a great leader that can help others and serve others. So let me finish off by saying, you can change your emotions, you can change your life. So I hope this has helped you um, in a way, in any way. And be kind to yourself. Always be kind to yourself because we always have one life in this life. And this one life is the only life that we can create our greatest life. So remember, be bold, be brave, have fun, and let's go shake up the ordinary to go make an impact in the universe. Thank you so much for tuning in and I trust that this episode has been helpful for you in business. My name's Maria Van Vickles from The Conscious CEO. Till next time, bye for now.